going on, everybody? It's time for Binge Boys, episode 170. Brought to you by me and Matt and the bitch. How are we, boys? Going on, doing good, doing good. Yep, doing well. What up? What up? <laughs> Mitch and I, fresh off that war zone dub. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, that, that was pretty epic. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Shouts to Austin for me, uh, for being there with us. Might ho- give might the, hop on the pod soon. <laughs> give me give me the shot by shot recap of it. I want to know every bullet fired. Well, well I went down. <laughs> <laughs> I was also probably downed. <laughs> okay. I forget how we won. Was it Austin that pulled through? Possibly, I think so. I think he might have gotten the last kill. I think so. Was it the same game where you two were downed and I was running throughout that warehouse and there was like three guys in there and I killed all of them? God, that was so fire. <laughs> we played a few games that night, so it kind of blends together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just right before recording, like real fresh off that. Oh, day. no. This happened <laughs> like this happened like Wednesday last week or something or Thursday. Gotcha. Shit, it might have even been Tuesday. I don't know. It was early last week. <laughs> yeah, it was over, man. Man, how about that that Warzone dub? Uh everybody, <laughs> before we get into uh the episode, which is going to be fire by the way. This is going to be a really good one. I'm excited. Um go follow us on Instagram, Binge Boys Podcast. Got a lot of cool stuff on there, reviews, news, updates, episode, title cards, and tonight a cool post that we've never posted before is going out it is going to be a uh kind of the hottest things coming to the streaming platforms in february we got a post i think for disney plus netflix apple and hbo max uh obviously when there's other months that or when there are other services that have really notable things coming out in those on those respective services we will highlight those but hulu and amazon didn't really have anything heavy heavy hitting in february so we got some cool ones going out for those other ones tonight so be on the lookout for that or i guess last night when you're listening to this because it's monday night when we're recording this so um anyway uh, leave us that rating and review on apple Podcasts. what are you doing tired of telling you about it uh if you don't leave that rating and review I'm going to send my friend Ahsoka Tano after you, and uh, she's going to cut you up and uh, do non-Jedi things uh, and and cut your ass up. So go leave that rating and review. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist. I'll get right into headlines. We got a few of them, so I'm going to try to go through them as fast as I can um, so we can get to the good stuff. Number one, Spy Kids is being rebooted and uh, and redone by the same original director. So it's been over 20 years since Spy Kids first premiered, and the same director is rebooting it. Uh, Skydance Media is reimagining Spy Kids with the series cre- creator. Uh, there are no... Uh, details about who's to star, who's going to be in it, what's the plot. We just know it's being done 
and uh and yeah that's that's it for spy kids um we finally got a concrete release date for Zack snyder's justice league the snyder cut it will be coming to hbo max march 18th yeah, 2021 less well i guess a little more than a month from now but we got a concrete date for the four hour cut of the movie man is March 19th or whatever the, the date is that this, that our episode comes out that follows this movie's release, man, is that going to be a good one? I can't wait to talk about this movie as hopefully it's good, <laughs> but, um, but we'll see. We got the release date, March 18th, 2021. That's it. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about it on this pod uh, real soon. Borderlands, popular video game franchise. They're making a movie about it. And uh, they got a really notable cast member in Kevin Hart is joining the cast. Uh, Kevin Hart has been casted as Roland, a character from the first two Borderlands games and the pre-sequel. The press release announcing Kevin's casting only references that Roland is an ex-soldier turned mercenary, which lines up with the backstory in the video game. Uh, Hart will star in the movie along with Kate Blanchett playing Lilith. Uh, and the movie is directed by Eli Roth. Gearbox founder Randy Pitchford is an executive producer on the movie. Uh, quote, I'm thrilled to be working with Kevin. Borderlands is a different kind of role for him. We're excited to thrill audience with, with a side of Kevin they've never seen before. He's going to be an amazing Roland. Uh, the Borderlands movie is currently being written by Craig Mazin, who is recent, who recently wrote HBO's critically acclaimed series Chernobyl. Mazin is also currently developing the Last of Us miniseries for HBO as well. Uh, Borderlands franchise has surpassed 66 million units sold worldwide. Borderlands 2 is the biggest game franchise with uh or sorry borderlands 2 is the biggest game in the franchise uh with 24 million copies sold the most recent title uh is borderlands 3 which has sold over 11 million units there we go that's it on the borderlands news ryan coogler this came out today ryan coogler signed a deal with disney for uh, Disney Plus to make a Wakanda series for Disney Plus. The five-year deal allows Coogler's Proximity Media to develop a series for other Disney outlets as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we got here. No details on the show. More to come. Uh, but that is something that's happening. Wakanda TV series, which... I'm cool with. I'm 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 all game for seeing a, an extended look at the Wakandan civilization. If there's any one location from the MCU that deserves it, I think it's Wakanda. That's going to be tight. I think you're right. Yeah. And then finally, uh multiple GameStop stock movies are in the works and a TV show as well. Deadline reports that a TV series about GameStop Wall Street chaos called To the Moon is now in the works from a new company called Pinky Promise. Which, you know, that has its own subject matter in, it, in itself. Um, 
following the very recent news that uh, MGM has acquired the rights to a book called The Anti-Social Network in a bidding war. Netflix is also jumping on the bandwagon to make its own movie about the chaos happening in Wall Street right now. So it looks like we're staring down the barrel of multiple GameStop stock uh, medias, medium formats or whatever. It looks like this is going to be a similar situation to Firefest, where both Netflix and Hulu made a documentary about Firefest at the same time. Uh, look, not many people know Mitch actually went to Firefest. Mitch, can you tell <laughs> us about uh, the Firefest experience? Well, I thought he he was raving about the cheese sandwich earlier. I was, gonna, I was trying to come up with something fucking that bread and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Your FEMA tent just fucking flossing over there. <laughs> All right, so I think it's be, weird that you still record in that same tent. Like yeah, I didn't, you took it I didn't, home with you, I, Mitch. I don't know how you get good reception out there. Maybe that's why you lag in and out. I I, I don't think Billy. <laughs> I don't think Billy McFarlane had the the right Wi-Fi set up out there. <laughs> I'm still stuck there, guys. You gotta... <laughs> well, there, there's your uh, there's your headlines, uh, nice and quick, like we like it, and uh, we can transition right into uh, the main topics. First off, off the bat, the little things movie released on HBO Max and theaters wherever it's open on Friday. The Little Things uh, is a crime drama, drama thriller, rated R, two hours and seven minutes. Uh, IMDb's, God, IMDb is like 10 for 10 on shitty synopsis for this movie. This movie stars Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Jared Leto, and a few more, um, written and directed by John Lee Hancock. The IMDb synopsis, are you ready? says quite literally one sentence two cops track down a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't be more broad imdb show me the lie but um (laughs) there there's no lie this is this is the truth um so uh this movie's getting a lot of mixed reviews all over the internet mitch and i were talking about it before matt hopped in and i think mitch talked me down from a five out of five to a four out of five um (laughs) i think i'll just go i'll piggyback my thoughts here real quick um i thought the movie was pretty damn good um i just in further discussion with Mitch thinking about some of the ways that the movie wrapped up or lack the lack thereof of a wrap up for the end of the movie kind of is getting to me now. And um, a few character things like I would have liked to see more, uh, more Jared Leto um, and maybe less Rami Malek, (laughs) but um but I, I really enjoyed myself. I mean, I, you know, I, maybe it shows my age, but usually whenever I watch a movie, I get real tired and I feel like falling asleep. I didn't feel like falling asleep in this movie. I was very entertained, um, more curious than anything throughout. I was very curious watching this. Yeah. Um, Matt, I know you came in as soon as I reviewed it with a three out of five. <laughs> what uh, What made you give this thing a three out of five? Yeah. 
Yeah, so like like you're saying, I feel like it was definitely um, a solid crime drama. Um, you know, I liked how it sort of you know breadcrumbed you along just with some good like crime scene investigation, sort of in like the realm of realism. It wasn't you know full Sherlock Holmes dissecting the whole, like being able to see everything that happened because of a few scratches on the floor or whatever. Um, but I thought it sort of did a good job of making sort of realistic uh, leaps in logic for um, a lot of that stuff. But, but what really made it not great to me is, and I'll be interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Did anyone besides Denzel have any good lines in this movie? I feel like he just like hoarded them all for himself. Like Remy Malik, like he gave a good performance, but I just don't feel like the the script gave him like a lot to to do. He's a great actor, um, as was you know Jared Leto, but I just like felt that there was a lot more interesting things that like could have been done with those other characters. Um, that was sort of just pushed. That was done just sort of in favor of giving giving Denzel a little bit more to do. Um, so just a little bit top heavy. Um, I love a good Denzel performance, but you know, American gangsters great because it has, you know, other performances for him to kind of bounce off on. Whereas, whereas this, I felt like he was kind of floating, floating in the middle, not, not too attached to much. Yeah. I totally agree with you, Matt, uh, on, on that. I felt like Denzel was really, he was the only one that really stood out out of the whole movie. Um, and I agree with uh, what you said, Logan, with uh, not with wanting to see more Jared Leto. I felt like the story, the overall story didn't really like go very well with what I thought was going to be the story. Um, like I, honestly thought this was going to be like a Zodiac killer type of film um, based on like the beginning of the movie where they aren't, they didn't show Jared Leto at all. They just kind of like are doing the detective work and just kind of, uh, you know, showing that there's a killer going around killing people and um, just kind of, like the damn the beginning of the movie was good like mm-hmm. but the way that it kind of spirals out in them introducing Jared Leto's character and then Denzel and Rami Malek kind of like putting it all on Jared Leto as being the killer and then like you have uh the shit that goes down in between that I felt like there wasn't enough uh there wasn't enough information on Jared Leto's character to really uh, move the story forward. Uh, But the acting was really good. I thought, I just wish there was a little bit more of a Jared Leto performance in there than as much as he got, like he didn't get as much screen time as I thought he was going to get. And uh, that's, pretty much it the only thing else that i would say is that like from like a directing and cinematography standpoint it was pretty basic uh nothing really stood out um 
to me as much as like how how the shots were shot and just kind of it just seemed very like a a very standard crime drama type of thriller movie that didn't really go anywhere by the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at a, an article from Screen Rant, and um, I was wrong in talking to you, Mitch. Um, the little the little things. First of all, full full spoilers um, for the little things. If you didn't get that just already, we we talk spoilers on this pod. We never not. I mean, if one of us hasn't seen the movie, we just and it's a big important movie. We won't discuss it. But um, uh, so. Let's we'll just talk about the elephant in the room here. Uh, Rami Malek straight up just marks Jared Leto um, with a <laughs> shovel, um, and and I interpreted it as uh, Jared Leto was the killer, um, but Jared Leto was not the killer apparently, and the movie apparently in the end they 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 kind of try to let you know that he was not the killer. Um, they, I would say that they, they don't straight up say that he's not the killer, but they also don't say that he is like, he could, or he might not be like, that's with the whole ending. They kind of just leave it open for interpretation. But at the same time, it's like, well, we like to me, I don't think he's the killer because we didn't get that much information from his character. Like you just see him doing like these weird things, but at the same time, you know, he might not be the he might not be the killer. I don't know. I, if we want to talk performances, kind of for me to switch gears and piggyback off of y'all, I thought Denzel's character was very asshole ish, like. <laughs> Me and Catherine were watching it, and she was like, "Okay, but why is he such a dick? And and why are people such a dick to him?" Later, we find out that yeah, he jeopardized all of their careers by killing somebody and then having them all covered up. I liked that aspect of the story, like where the um, I forget what she's called, but the woman who inspects the bodies, the coroner, you know, yeah, yeah, where she kind of gives him that keychain, and she's like, "This reminds me of what we did," and um, and you're like, "What the hell did you do?" And yeah. the whole movie, you finally find out what happens, and you're like, "Oh shit, okay." Um, but uh, Rami Malek, man, something about him—he's a great actor, but he kind of just rubs me the wrong way in a weird way. Like he's so dark and his voice is just so like if i came home and saw the dead girl where like just so like Catherine said at best she's like why is rami malik just so obviously unattractive and just boring to listen to like she was like, if you have a, a, a class in college and Rami is the professor, you're falling asleep every class. Well he's, said. He's boring. He 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 did amazing playing Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. but he's just boring. 
That's why I think that it's the the issue with it is like the script in this movie. I just don't think he's really given much to do. Like until you know, until he whacks Jared Leto with a shovel, like he just kind of follows along Denzel and you know, Denzel does a lot of the the sort of heavy lifting in their interactions and sort of moving the plot forward is is my sort of analysis of it. I'll say that I truly enjoyed every ounce of Jared Leto's performance. Um, it kind of just reinforced that Jared Leto probably could play a pretty good supervillain. I'm not saying who, but if he, uh, but but Jared Leto really sold the creepy factor for me. Like, like this dude was deranged, and yeah, he could have been the killer. Just based on Jared Leto's performance, like the way he walked, like, like the way he just like carried himself with this just carefree, like even the first time you see him with the cloth like moving and you just see like the glimpse of him just like staring with the wide eyeballs, like I'm I'm giving my best, like if I were to give a uh, a an Oscar to the best performance of this movie, I'm going I'm going Jared Leto. Denzel does what Denzel does, right? Right, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I don't feel like he was, I feel like the the Jared Leto is definitely like the more of the higher uh, degree of difficulty in terms of, you know, peaks and valleys. But but I just think Denzel's performance like throughout is is what's going to give give him have me give him the nod for this fictional award. Sure, sure. Mitch, what 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 you think? Um. Well. I I would say I enjoyed all three performances about equal. Oh. Um, in in saying that, uh, I would have rather seen the movie go like have them go through that Jared Leto like thing uh, with his character at the beginning of the movie. Like, have Jared Leto get killed at the beginning of the movie, switch everything around, and then show how Rami Malek, as the detective, deals with that, and then, like, figure out, like, oh, there's still another killer on the loose or some shit, and go from there. Like, I feel like that would have been a better plot for the movie, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I liked each of them equally enough to give him all three the nod because <laughs> I don't want to pick just solely Jared Leto or Denzel. And I don't think Rami Malek like did a bad job. I think he did all right, but it was definitely a weird role for him to be playing like the detective. I never would have thought that uh, like it was, it took me a minute to like accept that he was the detective playing, but um, yeah, it was, Three out of five. Three out of five. I think one of the main, like, things that I thought that the movie was trying to tell us, like, in this article puts it best, like, ironically, the only known killers in The Little Things are the two good guys. Like... Yeah. And and part of me wanted to think that the fact that you learn that Denzel killed an innocent girl... um in the in his back in his day and then Rami Malik at the end of this movie then 
also kills somewhat maybe of an innocent person and uh and then like the movie ends with both of them being equal like jared let or not sorry rami malik like immediately was judgy as fuck towards denzel like when the movie started and was an asshole to him because of all of his past and then the movie ends and he's just as guilty as denzel is mm-hmm. and now denzel sorry now rami put denzel's character in the same shoes that denzel put his peers in back when denzel so it, the movie kind of like teeter-tottered on like good versus evil for me in that sense too but yeah i mean it's a solid movie if you enjoyed crime thriller dramas like i definitely would say to watch it like don't avoid this movie it's yeah. it's, it's pretty solid i mean it's it's our i guess it's our appetizer to the warner brothers feast we're gonna get this year on hbo max yeah the hbo dump yeah so so yeah there you go the little things check it out hbo max you get to see it for a month uh before it gets taken off so next up wandavision episode four yep um I don't know where to really start. This was kind of a departure from the other episodes, considering it didn't uh, straight up star Wanda and or Vision. It yep. starred the side characters. I I think I got a good frame for this. If if you'll let me let me go. Yeah, yeah, go. So I feel like this was really the first ep- like real episode of the show and sort of in the way that it sort of sets its place within the MCU and sort of has the, the threads tied in. Whereas, you know, that astrophysicist chick was from Thor. Probably everyone else forgot that, but I had to look it up. Cause I was like, she's kind of annoying. I, I this seems familiar. <laughs> um, but I just think that like, if I at least, with people that I've talked to that were sort of on the fence about this show, I told them like the first three episodes, they're basically an extended prologue. And now this one from this past weekend is the first real episode. So now is the time to jump in. Like it's only going to get more difficult from here on out. So that's, that's sort of where I'm, that's sort of what uh, first jumped out to me about it. Let me just say that I stand Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Dude, Asian Jim. Dude, Asian Jim, dude. Like, I love that actor. So seeing him in this movie, and he was also in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was, yep. So um, in a very minor role. Like, I like that this show, and I'm hoping the other shows do this, is just bring forward kind of C-line MCU characters and bring them to the forefront which um, is what this show seems to be doing with like random chick from Thor and random guy from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like this is, it's kind of a complicated episode. Um, You, you kind of realize what's going on. So this, yeah. Like, like Matt said, the first three episodes are like a prologue. And this is like actually like if we were in the theater watching the WandaVision movie, like 
this is where the movie would begin. Like the Marvel logo would appear and then boom, we'd see this. Mm -hmm. Um, WandaVision is almost going on in its own universe. Like, oh, but, um, and you see, you see all the little different Easter eggs throughout. Like you see the little helicopter, you see the, the moment where Jimmy tries to contact Wanda through the radio. See the notebook, the beekeeper. Yep. Yep. Um, which I thought the beekeeper, that was a pretty awesome, uh, cause like in, in that first or second episode, when you see the beekeeper, you're like, this is a villain. Like this is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably go back and find tons of Reddit posts. It's about all bee related villains from the Marvel comics. Yeah. Um, and then we get, uh, at, at some point in the, in the episode, we get a uh, dead vision which that was a jump yeah, scare situation. Definitely. It um, definitely confirms the thinking from the very last uh, shot of the episode where um, I'm going to call her Geraldine, but cause I can't remember her really Maria uh, Murphy or Maria or something. Uh, but anyway, Geraldine says it's all Wanda. Like, I think that, that confirms it. Like she's just trying to uh, paint the world around her, how she wants it to be and not, not how it is. But yeah, so we, we see dead vision. Um, we see uh, the vision that we see uh, from infinity war where Thanos rips the stone out of his head. The soul stone. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a scary moment. Uh, I saw a good point that says that this is the first little glimpse of what horror could look like in the MCU. Like yeah, not necessarily yeah. horror. Cause they say that Dr. Strange two is going to be a heavily, um, a, a very heavy horror flick in the MCU. And this dead vision kind of gives us a jump scare. And that's kind of alluding to what we could be getting Mitch. <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get all those notes sometime. We'll get those notes, uh, sometime from good boy, Mitch. Um, but yeah, this kind of sets the stage. I think what's going forward, we're going to get, um, I think we're going to get some serious shit coming up in these next couple episodes. I think they're releasing two this Friday. Oh, hell yeah. I think they're going five and six. Um, could I run one thing by you that, that my girlfriend and I noticed when we were watching? Yeah. Yeah. So after, uh, Geraldine, because that's who she was to Wanda. I'll stick with that name so I don't get the her real name wrong. Um, when she gets blasted out of, of Westview um, and then Wanda repairs the wall, did you notice that that was the first time like Wanda's like real powers were used and not just the corny like things floating around with uh, you know, on fishing line or, or jump cut style? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was sort of interesting, um, especially with that scene and how it transitioned to sort of the the cinematic um, aspect ratio from kind of just like the normal, the normal uh, sixteen by nine. Sure. Yeah. I um, all all of this, I, I, my my thoughts are hard to to gather for this show, but um, I, I'm just really excited for what's to come. Like. We still don't have like a clear villain, and in my head, like I still think Wanda is gonna somehow turn around and be the villain. 
Definitely. I think that's where we're supposed to be thinking after last night's episode. I think I think Wanda makes a comment to Vision when he rushes in and is like, oh my God, is everything okay? And she's just like, Vision, it's all under control. And yeah, I thought basically. like that was ironic in her saying that she's got everything under control, but that's because everything is under her control. Yes. Well, I didn't I didn't catch that uh that wordplay. So I think that um yeah, I think that we're going to see some pretty gnarly shit. I think we're going to see some interdimensional shit and uh and yeah, I th- I just think that these next couple episodes are going to be a roller coaster. Truly have no idea how it's going to end. Have no idea. Um like I said, if you haven't started watching yet, now's now is the time to jump yeah. in. Yeah. You could even um you could even truly just uh you could really just um start here. And yeah. and, and I'd be curious to see like if there's a way that like once the series is over to go back and watch it in almost like a chronological time like because you technically could watch episode four and then watch episodes one two or you could watch episodes one two and then watch four and then watch three i'm curious to see um if there's a uh if there's a situation where we can uh see it in real time but it's kind of like machete cut it like with uh star wars yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll have to see when this thing ends. Yeah. Um, but uh, until then, I think we can. Uh, I think we can move on to a uh, little top five list. Haven't done a top five in a minute, or a, back. or a, or a top ten list. But uh, so we were talking, and we decided that uh, you know a lot of our top ten lists consist of. Uh, consist of us saying like well my six through ten is kind of all on the same level or my my six through ten really doesn't have any specific order well let's cut out that six through ten and just make them top fives yep we'll stay doing our top ten lists when the end of the year comes or we do like big important lists but in terms of just regular just content um i think we can do a top five list uh so this week's top five video game villains in light of all of the video games I've been playing lately on, <laughs> on the PS five, it made me think of my favorite video game villains. And, uh, and I asked the boys to prepare a list. So I'll start her out as always at my number five, and then we'll go Matt and Mitch and we'll, uh, we'll just take it from there. Are you ready? Do it. Okay, number five, we got Bowser from the Super Mario franchise. Um, I think Bowser is a pretty important villain in the video game world, and it felt wrong for me to not be able to put him on the list. So number five was Bowser. Matt, what you got? Uh, My number five, so Bowser is kind of like the classic villain. I'm going to go almost more more specific. I'm going to go Dutch from Red Dead Redemption 2. 
Ooh. Um, yeah, it's just, just kind of like, I don't know, a mid-modern uh, classic. Um, I always think it's always kind of interesting when the uh, mentor-mentee relationship kind of breaks down um, and just kind of, you know, the the cracks between them are are shown. So, yeah, my number five is uh, is Dutch. Just having some trouble this week, folks. We've <laughs> all been there. Oh, he's gone again. Matt, do you want to oh. do you want to go through it forward? Or sorry, I guess I could bounce back and do my number four. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number four on this list is Ripto from Spyro the Dragon Two: Ripto's Rage. Um, I uh, I loved Spyro, and out of all the Spyro games, Ripto is uh one of my all-time faves uh from the series so ripto uh felt like he had to be a part of the list i got a ripto funko pop back there uh on display so uh, so yeah ripto at number four matt what you got uh my number four he didn't get quite mentioned by name but it is handsome jack from specifically borderlands 2 even though he's in the pre-sequel he's not technically a villain there He's actually kind of the hero, and I think that that's interesting. Um, he's sort of a good comedic villain. Um, I think that's always a good angle to take with uh, um, a villain, especially in a game that's just as silly as the, the Borderlands ones are. So, yeah, my number four is Handsome Jack. Yeah, my uh, my number three is Shepard from Modern Warfare 2. Uh that moment when you're playing that campaign and your commanding officer turns around and shoots you in the chest and kills you. It's, it's kind of an Oh shit moment. Um, so, uh, that moment I remember always resonated with me and all my friends back in the day. So, uh, shepherd is my number three. What's is your number three? Uh, my number three is, Zeus from God of War 2 and 3. Again, another sort of villain you don't see coming from sort of a, a mentor relationship. Gross. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, he's just just lots of cool stuff you can do with literally King of the Gods, and, and they do pretty much all of them. I'm I guess he also made an appearance in the uh, the PS4 God of War when you uh, make it down into Helheim. So, yeah, dude, he's all over. Um, spoiler alert, Kratos is dad, so you figure he's probably going to be uh, be a part of the story moving forward. So I am looking forward to it. Logan, who is your runner-up? I'm glad you asked, Mitch. My runner-up is actually... Handsome Jack from the Borderlands oh, series. There you yeah. go. Yeah, man. I, I I've always really enjoyed Handsome Jack's character. I thought he've always he's always been super, like you said, entertaining. He's a villain that is very comedic, and that always, like like you said, is a nice um, blend. And then in later games, he kind of turns out to be somewhat of a good guy. Like it's, or or at least the guy that you play as, like. It's a very interesting dynamic uh, and just overall like arc that Handsome Jack has throughout those games. So that's why he made my number two. Matt, who made your runner-up spot? My number one, uh, no, my number two is uh, Ganon's and or Ganondorf from uh, the Legend of Zelda games. Okay. Um, just 
sort of always like even in the games it doesn't look like it's going to come down to you know the three main characters of link zelda and gan and they they always seem to get there um i always think of in twilight princess how you know you're playing through and you think you got to go after xanth the lord of shadow and then it's like oh wait he only has power because he learned how to do it from ganon all right well here's we're back boys here we are <laughs> let's do it <laughs> so yeah it's always always entertaining and just always good to fight a villain who has sort of a, the same level of power with you just in in a different way so logan who is your number one video game villain this might seem like a cop-out but uh it's not because this villain is very villainous and he's very relevant in a series of game and that's the joker in the batman arkham series that counts it's he's uh even from batman arkham asylum i'm in the camp of people that thinks the arkham series is one of the best video game series out there um especially that first one you know traditionally before arkham asylum superhero video games suck with the exception of like obviously the newer Spider-Man games, those are all good. And, and the, the old Spider-Man one. And, and and even some of the older Spider-Man, but for the most part, like video games based yeah, on yeah. comic book characters suck. No, you're totally right. Um, so this was a breath of fresh air. Mark Hamill voicing the Joker in this game, the second game, the third, I think he's voiced by Troy Baker, but then in Arkham Knight, he's back as as Mark Hamill as well. So Overall, just an awesome villain. I love what they did with him in the series. And uh, yeah, that's that's my number one. Matt, what's your best video game villain of all time? Well, uh, to, I get, get to pay you back for uh, stealing your handsome Jack Thunder. My number one is is Bowser. Oh, really? Yeah, just I'll never forget the first time playing uh, Super Mario 64 and just getting a whether it's trying to climb the stairs or, you know, just any of the times that Bowser traps you and just hearing that laugh and the this creepy music just scared me, but also sort of invigorated me to, you know, stay in the fight and, and get after him and, you know, just, just go for it. Just an all time classic. Um, you know, you fought him dozens of times and get told that your princess is in another castle you know it's like oh come on just let me beat this let me beat this guy and then you do get to do it and it's glorious so yeah my number <laughs> one is bowser awesome so those are our top five video game villains r.i.p to mitch uh he ex- experiencing hella internet problems but that's okay so uh be on the lookout for his list on the Instagram post whenever that goes up of our lists. And uh, we'll close this show out today by doing something that we do at the first episode of every month. And that's a, what are we binging? Kind of a re- like a circling back on like what we are, what we're, what kind of content we're consuming. Matt, what kind of, uh, what kind of content have you been consuming lately outside of the programming that binge boys has you on? Yeah, outside of this programming, just, you know, been kind of chilling. Uh, I watched through most of sort of a new Netflix show called Spycraft, where it's sort of like a docu-series about talking about the different um, sort of real-life examples of kind of like spy technology that have existed. It's not great, 
<laughs> it's kind of boring. Somehow they uh, make it a little bit boring, which is just, you know, always incredible. Like, I can't believe you made <laughs> real-life stories about spies uninteresting. Um, so I'm watching that. Um, I don't think anything too crazy on the uh, the music front. Um, been playing uh, some board games with friends via the the tabletop simulator kind of playground on Steam. It's really cool. If any sort of a game you want to do, um, someone's definitely made a mod for it in there. And uh, even if you don't like it. There's always the flip the table option, which is just exactly what you want to do after, you know, grandma makes you or uh, you land on a uh, luxury tax. It's one too many times. And grandma's just really chapping your ass about uh, getting more <laughs> hotels. Um, it seems like in all these sections, I always mention the uh, the dissect podcast. They came out with a new mini season dissecting the uh Beyonce's visual album movie, uh, Black is King. So I watched that just to be able to listen to it. Um, I really didn't get it until listening to them uh, kind of break it down. But it's cool, man. I definitely um, have a greater appreciation for not only that work, but also, uh, also just Beyonce as a whole. So, yeah, man, not nothing too heavy, just kind of a little, little bit of everything. So... What you got going on? Just lots of video games you were saying? Um, yeah, I've been playing some video games. Um, I'm still plugging away on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, it's very big. However, I have played enough of it that I could go ahead and give it a rating. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. There you go. Um, just for being graphically amazing. Really interesting gameplay. Uh, really cool. Just like setting the whole Viking thing is really cool. Um and yeah, just an overall pretty good experience so far. Nice. Um, other than that, games-wise, I was telling Mitch earlier that um, on the PS5, when you subscribe to PlayStation Plus, they give you like something called the PS Plus Collection. I'm not sure if that's across all of the PlayStation consoles, but essentially they like remastered like a lot of PlayStation hits like Uncharted, Batman Arkham Knight, mm. Ratchet and Clank, The Last of Us, Infamous, uh, and a bunch of other PlayStation games or just real popular games that were on the PlayStation. And they give them to you for free. That's and awesome. To, and you just download them and play them. And uh, over the weekend, I downloaded Ratchet and Clank. Had <sighs> never, never played Ratchet and Clank before. Really? Yeah, never, never did. Um, I think it was a Sony exclusive, and yeah. I, I'm, I've always been kind of an Xbox guy, so that's explains why that. And I'm also plugging away. I just started tonight, The Last of Us. Never there played it before. Very um, good. So I'm plugging away on that, too, in terms of video games. But uh, in the TV realm, kind of a still plugging away at Big Bang Theory. Um, uh, you, you never sound very happy whenever you uh, report that that's what you're working on. I I'm working on it. It's a you lot. can abandon it if if you're not feeling it. I, I I'm in at this point. I've seen enough that I need to finish it. Gotcha. 
Um, I'm at the end of season six, almost season seven, and there's 12 total. So I'm over the hill. Uh, I just need to to grind it out the next couple of weeks, and then I'm sure I could finish it. As well as um, on Apple TV Plus, Dickinson season two, Servant season two, and uh, a movie that I wanted to take a minute to talk about real quick. I watched it on Saturday night with Catherine, and it's called Palmer. Palmer okay. uh, is a Apple TV Plus exclusive movie, um, and it stars Justin Timberlake. And uh, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um Palmer is an hour and 50 minutes. It's rated R for sure. And it's essentially about uh, an ex-convict striking up a friendship with a boy from a troubled home. Um, So Justin Timberlake plays a guy who went to prison for attempted murder, gets out of prison, uh, lives in a really, really shitty town in Louisiana, lives in a trailer park to be exact. Um, And his next door neighbor is a heroin addict. This is a very dark movie. Um, next door neighbor is a heroin addict, and her son is I'm not sure how to politically correctly say this. Her son is uh, her son doesn't quite know he's gay yet, or her her son doesn't know that he wants to be a girl. Like he wears dresses, he plays with dolls, he puts on makeup, and he's probably. Non-binary. You could, yeah, we can say. Yeah, he's that. he's probably nine years old in the movie too. He's very young, and um, and it's a very, it's very real. Like there's scenes in the beginning of the movie where Justin Timberlake's like, "You're a boy. Why are you playing with dolls? Like, do you know that girl guys don't play with dolls? Guys play with sports and or footballs or action figures, and and you're out here like a sissy, dressed like a girl." Yeah. And um, and the movie goes on, and he develops a relationship with this boy, and ends up becoming very very close with the boy, almost like wanting to be the boy's parent because the boy's real parents are heroin addicts and they're horrible parents, and um, it's just a very real, really good movie, man. Like if if y'all can get your hands on Apple TV Plus just to watch this movie, I highly, highly recommend it it's it's truly um something to well i i guarantee hopefully mark my words that justin timberlake gets nominated for best actor in this movie wow. he delivers a performance that i did not see coming um and same thing with the boy who played this this kid in this movie he was absolutely incredible so um yeah, man, I, I really just wanted to go to war for this movie for a second. Like, it's truly that good. Um, makes you cry, makes you laugh. It's, it's, it's all, it's all of the above. It's a very emotional roller coaster, but very well worth watching. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got going on too. Um, I have Titans, like the DC show Titans, that like sits on my list, and I watch like. 20 minutes of it at a time like every four days or a yeah. week or so but like it's not i don't even know why i'm still trying at this point <laughs> uh well if you want some better but also same character content on hbo max um one morning at 
one Saturday morning, I woke up at like literally like 4.30 and couldn't get back to sleep. So I just got up and watched just random uh, DC animated uh, movies on HBO Max, and they were both Teen Titans ones. I can't remember what they were both called, but they're both good, man. They, they're good stuff. Yeah, uh, DC Sneaky puts out really awesome animated movies. Definitely. No, so, they, yeah, the the sort of limited series slash animated movie is, is where DC has, has the crown, no doubt. Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, and unless you got more to say, my man, uh, that was it for this episode. I think I'm good, man. Just sorry Mitch had the, his issues. I know we want to know what he's doing, and we'll keep on the lookout for, for his list and his ratings. Yeah, I got. he sent his list to our group chat. So, oh, sick. yeah, be on the lookout for his list on uh, on our Instagram post. He's got some good ones on there that I didn't even think of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, everybody, check us out on Instagram, Binge Boys Podcast. That's where you can follow along. If you enjoy this podcast, go leave a rating on iTunes. It's easy. It's simple. It takes no time at all. Um, if you want to, you can follow us uh, on social media. We're tagged and everything on Instagram. So just find us. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. You can. You can find us. Matt went semi vi last uh <laughs> last week <laughs> incredibly nano viral I'm, I'm trying so hard to be better at twitter but it's hard but some it's people hard, just man. some people have it good <laughs> some people are just good at twitter so it's, it's not it's nobody talking on this uh on this podcast right now i'll tell you that <laughs> no exactly um so yeah everybody thanks for listening take care and uh we'll see you uh this Friday for the run through of Shutter Island, or sorry, Ooh. Thursday. <laughs> See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.